The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts All right, welcome to Long Shots, the number one rated golf betting show in the world. Nothing else even comes close. Brady Cannon on vacation this week, and uh, Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds. And uh, Wes, do you feel like you got the hot hand this week for the Texas Open? Uh, we hope so. Uh, got two guys in the quarterfinals last week with John Rahm and Tommy Fleetwood. They, of course, went out on Saturday afternoon, and Billy Horschel ends up winning, defeating Scotty Scheffler in the final as Scotty still seeks his first PGA Tour win. Biggest win in Billy Horschel's career, I would say. He did win a couple FedEx Cup events a couple of years ago. Didn't get him on that Ryder Cup team. But Billy Horschel now, for the first time in his career, top 20 in the world. Cashes somewhere around 70 or 80 to 1, depending on your shop, and takes Takes down Scheffler in the final. Billy Ho was the number 32 seed, right? Mm -hmm. In the match play event? 32 against 30 in the final. And actually, in terms of advancing to the round of 16, 16 groups of four, seeded accordingly, 1 to 16. Only John Rahm was the only one to make the weekend out of the group. A lot of the big guns went down. A lot of matches went to extra holes on Friday. And Billy Horschel triumphs over Scheffler. Matt Kuchar, second in 2019, gets a third here in 2021 over Victor Perez, the Frenchman, for third the, the last European standing in the draw Kuchar's reached the match play semifinals actually four times so I don't know if we can read much into that and say okay Matt Kuchar's kind of back here he's very good in this match and then something to keep in mind going forward for this match play for next year 77% of the players who actually took the initial lead in the match either won or have the match so getting out to that start is really important you didn't see a lot of matches where guys came from behind late I really like that course in Austin, Texas, where the match play. Yeah, Austin you can Country be creative. Club. 
a lot of water. It's very, I think it's a challenging course. I've got a buddy who lives down there as a high-powered attorney named Greg Shields, and Greg has never managed to get us on that course. That's inexcusable. I want to play there someday. Get it. Got some vacation coming up. Go down to Austin. I went That's to Austin a very last fun summer. town. I was down there last July. I went down to South Padre. So the event this week moves down the interstate from Austin to San Antonio. We're going to talk about the Texas Open here. Uh, we're going to preview that with Indy Jeff Seeley, who's going to, going to join us uh, shortly. And uh, we'll do a little bit more recap of the match play. But I had a guy, Dylan Fratelli, a former Texas player, who reached the Sweet 16 before he got knocked out. Texas guys did very well. Jordan Spieth advanced into the round of 16, lost mm -hmm. on the 18th hole, one down to Matt Kuchar. And then, of course, Scheffler uh, going forward did make the final, still seeking that first PGA Tour win. Speaking of first PGA Tour win, that would be Joel Damon down at Corrales Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic. Got his first win at 50-1. to one. Heartbreak for Rafael Campos. We didn't go back to Rafael Campos when we had him at Puerto Rico, and he finished tied for third had a putt that went in and out of the hole and he was about to fist pump that he had tied and he was going to the playoff and that thing just trickled right out of the hole and then he fell down absolutely crushing and Joel Damon emotional on the 18th green like it's so freaking hard to win a golf tournament so it's hard for us as betters and it's hard for them as players too and Joel Damon does get his first win does not get the Masters invite though moves up in the world rankings but he is one of many players in this field this week trying to get that last spot at Augusta I was thinking the same thing Wes when Joel Damon said that about it's hard to win a golf tournament I said yeah, it seems true for yeah betters. try betting on it try, <laughs> seems true for betters. we got to sweat these things he out is on sponsored Sundays by bet MGM a sponsor here at VEASAN had the MGM Resorts logo on his shirt so very nice win for Joel Damon and he does go ahead and break his maiden first ever PGA Tour win no master's invite but a two-year PGA Tour exemption John Rahm doesn't get it done again a lot of no. guys love to bet on John Rahm every week and he's not going to the win <laughs> a lot of guys are you referring to me Matt you and Chris Felica <laughs> and whoever you guys love John Rahm anyway uh, Daniel Rappaport tweeted this about Bubba Watson threw a dagger out of nowhere last week on the first tee. This is a quote. On the first tee, Patrick Reed asked me if we're still going to be friends after this. I was like, are we friends? Does Patrick Reed have any friends on the tour? I don't think so. He will be a mainstay on the Ryder Cup team because he's like the like a Poulter, but the anti-Poulter, because the European guys actually like Ian Poulter. The American guys don't seem to like Patrick, but Patrick has been very good for his career in the Ryder Cup, and certainly he'll be on the team again this fall. Do we really Straits. have to see Fat Pat on the we, Ryder Cup team? We do. We do, because he wins, and if you want points no, for the Americans. I just don't want him on the team. we got plenty of quality players on a lot of depth. All right, this is Long Shots, number one rated golf betting show. In the world, Matt Humans and uh, Wes Reynolds here. Brady Cannon on vacation this week. And uh, Indy Jeff Seeley is going to join us in a moment. Really sharp golf handicapper from Indiana. And um, he makes frequent trips to uh, Vegas. He's a great guy, great handicapper. Going to join us to talk about this uh, tournament here in a moment. Uh, but the PGA moves south on I-35 from Austin to San Antonio. And we go from the match play to the Texas Open this week and uh jeff seeley joins us now jeff how you doing this week man gentlemen glad to be with you and uh yeah, i i think what your your point was spot on it is it is uh hard to it's hard to win golf tournaments it's equally hard to bet on golf tournaments i love that i love that take and yeah it's uh it's gonna be a fun week guys 
Wes and I have had some success on the futures board this season, as you have too. And this is our member guest segment with uh, Jeff Seeley, uh, golf handicapper. Follow him on Twitter at Cupmaker Jeff. And uh, we're going to talk a lot about this as well as a little bit about the Masters as we look ahead to next week, Jeff, because it's a huge time on the uh, golf schedule with the Masters up uh, next week. But Wes, you want to tee it off here with uh, what we expect to see in the Texas Open in San Antonio. Yeah, the last couple of years, it's kind of been expect the unexpected. It was won by a Monday qualifier last year, that being Corey Connors, who had to get the last spot in on Monday qualifying and then went ahead and won the tournament and got the last spot in the Masters. Two long shots of hit here the last two years with Connors and Landry anywhere around the 200 to 1 range. But we do have some quality. I know we lost Dustin Johnson second time this year. He withdraws on a Monday before the tournament, the first being Pebble Beach, but Tony Finau, Scotty Scheffler off that runner-up finish last week at the match play. Jordan Spieth, also a favorite depending on which market and which book you're looking at, if he's going to finally break through. He's played very well this year. Jeff, did you like anybody at the top of the market this week? Or are you going a little further down? Wes, I'll tell you what, buddy. I, when I, I ran my model, and um, I ran it short-term, long-term, every which way but loose. And this even included DJ when he was in the field. And by far and away, and you guys know me well enough to know, I never bet this guy to win. But by far and away, the number one guy is Tony Zeno. And, and I, I don't, I'm not trying to be, you know, you know, follow the chalk here. But even with DJ in the field, I mean, Fino is light years. The only guy who's even close to speed. But um, just just looking at, you know, and, and it's really interesting, his tournament history here, he's got, you know, two times he's finished 60th or worse, and then he's finished third. We all know Tony Finau, he is not a good closer. I think that goes without saying. He's amazing at taking second. But, I mean, I mean Finau is grades out so well. He's an elite wind player, very strong in the wind. If the wind picks up, and Tony Finau is, is tough fade. I'm fortunate that I bet him before – the DJ news came out, so I got a decent number on Finau. But even so, if you can find 15 or 16 to 1, I still think Tony Finau is worth a play. Top 10 Tony this week, a play by Indy Jeff Seeley. And I love the reference, Every Which Way But Loose. Wes, what was Clint Eastwood's name in that movie, and what was the name of his pet orangutan? The pet orangutan was Clyde. Right. So I, I'm half right here. I think it was not Harry, obviously. So Philo Beto. Philo Beto. It was Pet Orangutan Clyde. It's one of my favorite movies. Thanks, Jeff, for that reference. Appreciate it. Uh, well, so, hey, hey, huh? hey, hey, Matt, for the record, for the record, too, I'm a huge Fat Pat fan. Love me some Fat Pat. Okay. Love him on the Ryder Cup. Love Fat Pat. I am, I am, I am Team Fat Pat, which puts me in the minority, I know. But All right, Jeff, uh, well, the connection's not very good. We're going to have to drop the call. <laughs> and um, anyway, I'm sitting here. <laughs> I got a Fat Pat fan on the phone, and Wes Reynolds, a Sergio fan to my right. I don't know what to do at this point. <laughs> All right, so what else are you looking at on the futures board this week at the Texas Open? You guys, I, a guy that I, I – so, I mean, a lot of my, my model ran is wide of the chalk, right? Finau, Speed, uh, answers up there. I like Sam Burns. He's 45 to 1. He graded out really well for me, third overall in my model this week. So, I think he's an interesting play. And, man, if you don't like this guy, we can't be friends. I know, Matt Humans, <laughs> you will love this guy, and that is Harry Higgs. Oh, yeah. If yes. you don't like Harry Higgs, we can't be friends because he is so swaggy and so cool. 
Uh, I bet Harry Higgs at 100 to one. Um, he actually grazed out seventh in my model this week. So he is so easy to root for. Um, love Harry Higgs, played him. And then a guy who n- nobody played. I, and I mean, Harry Higgs, some, some sharp guys like Harry Higgs, it makes sense. I like him too. Um, but a guy who nobody played, who's actually finished 20th year, and it's, it stands to reason, right? He's not a bomber. It's a long track. It's a tough track. But I played Denny McCarthy at 100 to 1. Um, he's finished third at the Honda. He's a very solid win player. I played Denny McCarthy at 100 to 1 as sort of a longer shot. But again, the, the, the Chuck, Finau, Spieth, uh, played those guys, played a little Abe answer before DJ came out just because when that news came out, I fired a couple of bats and then uh, Sam Burns. And to your point, Jeff, Denny McCarthy, one of the best putters on the PGA Tour, regardless of surface, but especially on the Bermuda. I've played him a couple of times. If he's making putts, he is very dangerous. We do match up, actually, also on Harry Higgs. I did play him as well. Top 10 in the field this week for approach and also birdie opportunities game. We landed on Burns as well. Jeff, without giving away the store here on your model, are there certain stats that you maybe value to little bit more this week than you might have with others well sure and and guys i mean a part of it is is you know people talk about you know there's obvious things like approach right that's very obvious and, and in certain courses it's distance off the tee but you know you, you look at I, some things that i i rate a little differently than most some people think the, the the old there's there's two schools right one of the schools of thought is putting doesn't matter i don't subscribe to that that theory i, I believe putting does matter I factor putting in my model every week. So that makes me a little bit different in that regard. But I also just look at just, it's not rocket science, but I look at the breakdown of the holes. And so this week, a third of the holes, the six out of 18 holes are par fours between 400 and 450 yards. You might want to be a good scorer on par fours between 400 and 450 yards, right? So I build that into the model. And so I, I take a lot of the traditional things like, you know, ball striking, driving accuracy, um, driving distance, approach, and so on. But you got to mix in some some just facts of like, okay, you've got to be able to score in this, but there's par five scoring, whatever it may be. Um, and so definitely one of the things I factored in was par four scoring in, in the key range where there's six out of the 18 holes. Indy Jeff Seeley with us on the uh, member guest segment here on uh, Long Shots. Follow him on Twitter at CupMakerJeff. Uh, as we go down I-35 from Austin to San Antonio this week for the Texas Open after the match play, Jeff, the, the guys who were in the Final Four in the match play, would you look to fade uh, players like that who had to expend a lot of energy to get that far last week? Guys like Scotty Scheffler, did you just pass over him this week? You know, what's, what's crazy with Scheffler is, right, I mean, it stands the reason he could play really well. I did not play Scotty Scheffler this week. The guy who I'm really torn on, guys, and I'm curious your opinion, your guys' opinion on him too, is is I I did not play Kucher either. Mm-hmm. But what I'm considering it because I mean, look, I mean, I'm uh, Kucher's just a couple of years younger than me, although he looks he has more gray hair than I do. And and you know, I, if if I played as much golf as he did over that short period of time, I know how I would feel. I don't expect Kucher to come out, although he has had good results here. He has a couple top tens here. He's never missed a cut here, and he seemed to have discovered something, right? He was playing good golf again. I'm curious what you guys think because I'm really torn. I mean, I I think we're going to be able to get a really good price on Cooch at like a top 20 in the Masters. What do you guys think about that? Are you looking at that at all? That would be something I would look at. I don't like him this week, but look – 
it's not like Kucher is back back because this was a match play. He's now made the semifinals four times in the WGC match play here. So you don't want to put too much into that. But to your point, Jeff, he has been very good at the Masters, has a lot of top tens here. You know, Kucher is kind of like the master of the backdoor top ten if you've bet him frequently over the years or have followed him. So I absolutely would like him as a prop at the Masters in the top 20. He is one of those guys. And maybe if you want to get a little crazier with the cheese was perhaps a top 10 going forward. I think top 20 definitely is a safer play though. Did you just say crazy with the cheese whiz? Yes. Okay. I did. Uh, you know, I'm not going to throw Kucher in that group with uh, Fat Pat and Sergio, but I, I, I really never bet Kucher. I was surprised last week that he missed that eight foot putt though to, uh, that to was force. to extend the match with Scheffler. Yes. That, that putt wasn't even close. Yeah. He, he, yeah. he hit it with a mallet. It seemed like instead of a putter. You know what's interesting? Johnny Avello of DraftKings brought up this name this week, Ryan Moore. I'm looking at a couple of former UNLV golfers here, Charlie Hoffman and Ryan Moore, guys who have played well at Augusta in the past. They seem to come out of nowhere. Uh, how did those guys show up on your model this week, Jeff? Uh, anything positive with those two players who are at longer odds this week? Charlie Hoffman at about 30 to 1, Ryan Moore around 80 to 1. Yeah, so so I am I am a hard pass Ryan Moore guy twenty four seven. So I've bet him in the past. Um, he has burned me a lot. Um, I am a hard pass on on Ryan Moore. So I'm the wrong guy to ask on that one. Charlie Hoffman, it is impossible to argue with his success here, right? And at, at you know thirty between you can find DraftKings right now, he's thirty three to one. I mean, he's his his record here is impeccable. He's never missed a cut. I can't even top. He's won here once. I can't even count how many top 15s he has here. I think he's a fantastic top 20 play. Um, you know, he finished inside the top 30 in his last event. Decent form. Charlie Hoffman, great, great, great top 20 play. He is 16th overall in my model this week, so I don't mind him at all. But what, i tell you who's interesting, who's right below him in my model, who's never played here, 17th overall in the model, is Matt Wallace. And he's 110 to 1 on DraftKings. So if you want a you know, true Hail Mary, as if Harry Higgs wasn't a Hail Mary enough, um, Matt Wallace is, is really interesting, grades out in my, my short-term form, uh, 19th. And he's a guy who I, I just, you know, if, if you're looking for a, a true bomb, he is the, the highest guy in my model over 100 to 1. Harry Higgs is uh, my type of player, Wes. <clears throat> Absolutely. He, he doesn't look like an elite athlete. He's out there having a good time. Uh, probably having it more than a few beers. He's a more in shape, uh, lumpy Tim Heron, basically, is Harry Higgs. But, uh, Wes, Jeff, I want to ask you, and I'll yeah, let you bounce this off Jeff as well. How do you handle players like Ricky Fowler, who needs to find his way into the Masters field, and uh, guys who are looking to qualify, or guys who are already in the Masters field? I was uh, actually going to ask okay. that, and I'll go ahead and give my answer here is the fact that. I just don't know what to do with him, really. So I'm going to leave him alone because he is just totally out of form. He's making swing changes. He's been doing it since last year. Been kind of going back and forth between instructors. And I know he needs to get in this week, so he probably will draw some interest. But I just haven't seen the signs. It's like I haven't seen, okay, he's made a bunch of cuts here. I mean, 65th, miscut, 72, 20th, miscut, miscut. It's not like you're seeing him put any consistency together, really. Wes, he has missed – this is the craziest stat to me. He has lost strokes putting in seven of his last eight tournaments. Mm -hmm. If Ricky Fowler can't putt, what the hell can he do? 
Right. I mean, he is lost. If you're lost, if you're Ricky Fowler and you're losing strokes putting, man, it's a tough, tough scene. Yeah, Ricky Fowler is not a, play, a player I even look to play at all. Anyway. We have we uh, have raised the white flag, Matt. Definitely abandoned R- Ricky Fowler about, I don't want to say about a year and a half ago or so. Uh, how about Jordan Spieth? Does he finally stop his losing skid this week? Do you think Spieth can, I mean, it's a lot to say he's going to get into the win column, but can he give it a run on Sunday, or do you think he's tuning up more for Augusta next week? Spieth has played well in San Antonio. He finished second here in 2015, Jeff. He did, and 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 he's number two in my model, guys. I mean, um, he finished two in, second two, two times ago, 30th his last time here. He is uh, top 10, three visits ago. Um, I, man, I, I don't mind speed. I, I, again, he's not a guy I cheer for. I think he's really hard to cheer for. Um, but yeah, again, he grades that really well. It's, it, it's, I'll tell you, it's a, it's a broad disparity between female speed and really everybody else. My model this week. So speed grades that well, I did sprinkle a little speed before the DJ news came out. Um, so I, or excuse me, when I heard that, I was able to get a bet down. I did bet a little on speed. I prefer female, but gosh, uh, if, if, <laughs> if it's a female speed head to head, uh, coming down the, the, the stretch on Sunday, I'm going to be looking for a B now early buyout because if it comes down to a long putt on eight on 18, I know Tony's going to miss. I know Steve's going to make it. So, uh, but it's uh, Steve is number two my model. I don't mind him at all. And and again, I, I don't. I, I think I, I mean, listen. I think he he wants to win a golf tournament more than anything. You know, you talk about prepping for the the Masters. I think he just wants to get a W. Sure. I mean, he wants it badly. So I, I won't. I think we'll see max effort Jordan Speed this week. I agree with you. I think uh, he's going to have full focus trying to win. He wants to get that monkey off his back, and I'm not talking about Clyde. <laughs> West. All right. So uh, in the last minute or so, sum up uh, maybe your top five plays for this week for the Texas Open and uh, a couple of matchups if you have something there, Jeff. Sure, guys. So yeah, they, I, I like. I like, and I like now I like Speed. Um, I did play a little Sam Burns um, and Harry Higgs. Again, I think is just a terrific overall play. Um, and anytime you can get a guy with that much swag, uh, Harry Hearns, excuse me, Harry Higgs mm-hmm. is definitely someone I, I, I play. Matchup wise, guys, I, I haven't spent a ton of time on matchups yet, but I can tell you who I will look to fade in some matchups here. Um, and I want to just real quick. I know we only got a minute left, but. Gary Woodland, guys, he's 95. Who would you rather bet, Ricky Fowler or Gary Woodland? I'm going to go neither, but if uh, if I had to put, pick one, it would be Gary Woodland, no doubt. Man, it, 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 yeah. he's another one. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. U.S. Open champion at Pebble Beach, right? Went and made a visit to Butch here a couple weeks ago. We'll see if that works out for Hey, him. Jeff Seeley's going to join us next week on My Guys in the Desert to talk about the Masters. Jeff, thanks for joining us on Long Shots today. Really appreciate it. Hey, gentlemen, take care. Follow thanks, him Jeff. at Cupmaker Jeff on Twitter. Wes Reynolds and I back here in a couple minutes on the number one rated golf betting show in the world. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Long Shots here from the South Point Sportsbook. It's uh, Matt Eumanns and Wes Reynolds, Brady Cannon, on vacation this week. Well-deserved. That guy's been working hard. The rumor is he's at a nudist resort in Arizona this week. I don't know if that's true, Wes. But but you went ahead and said it on, on air and put it out there anyway. I know he's up at a mountain resort somewhere, and I heard that <laughs> might be the case. So you can ask him next week on Long Shots. We're going to be back to preview the Masters. Such a big event on the uh, golf schedule, obviously, and it seems like we just had the Masters. We did in November, and it's back in April, but that's great. It's great to have it back. This week we are previewing the Texas Open in San Antonio, uh, the stop on the PGA Tour previous to Augusta. And uh, I'm going to ask you about some derivative market prices for the Texas Open. And, uh, Wes, you can give me your best guess, your answer, pick the place, and uh, the first one we're going to talk about is Charlie Hoffman. Top 10 plus 335, top 20 plus 175, or top 30 at minus 110. Charlie Hoffman has been a stud in this event. Former UNLV player. He won here in 2016. He's got two seconds, a third, 
eight top 15s in his 10 starts. Yes, and going back to 2010, he actually has five top five finishes and then a couple of 11 places as well. He's kind of the trendy guy a little bit this week of what I've seen from uh, some people that really like him, kind of off the radar. Everybody's going to look at the previous course form, and maybe course form is better than uh, really recent form. But looking at Hoffman, there is a little bit to like statistically. He's number one in the field in terms of approach for the last 24 rounds, second in birdie opportunities gained, third in strokes gained ball striking. And there's a lot to like with him here. I think he's a little trendy, but I think the top 20 is easier money at plus 175. Mm -hmm. Top 10, there's a lot of guys because, as we know, Matt, and we talked about, a lot of longer bombs kind of win here in terms of prices. So you got to think a few of them are going to be on that first page. So for me, top 20 on Charlie Hoffman. Charlie Hoffman's one of my futures plays this week at 30 to 1, even though you just uh, mocked him as the trendy pick. Well, that doesn't mean he can't win. I'm just saying because people are going to look at ob- his obvious course <laughs> form here. Yeah. And that's why you're going to see a lot of tickets on him. This I week. looked at that as well. All right. I would go with you here. I would play him top 20 at plus 175, not get too greedy here and play the top 10 price. Thank you. Like I said, he's got eight top 15s and 10 starts. Mm-hmm. Plus 175 is a pretty good price on that. Pick the place. Player number two, Matt Kuchar, who uh, made the final four of the match play last week in Austin, Texas. I kind of want to fade guys who had to, had to expend a lot of energy in that event last week, and especially uh, it was a little bit deflating for Kuchar, missing an eight-foot putt that he should have made to extend the match against Scotty Scheffler. Kuchar top 10, five-to-one odds. Top 20 plus 225, top 30 plus 135. What do you think? Well, in four of the eight events here, he has finished in the uh, top 20. So he was seventh last year and he was fourth back, I believe, in 2014. But I think Jeff kind of tipped the hand here on this one. Indy Jeff, when he talked about, would you look at him maybe for a derivative market in the Masters? And I would much rather do that than necessarily do this week. So I would not be playing any of these. I don't want to say he's necessarily going to miss the cut, but I think he absolutely could struggle off that week where he had to go deep and pretty much played every match he could because he had to fight for that consolation match for the extra world ranking points. So for me, I would be looking more at pick the place for Kuchar next week at Augusta. I'd go top 30. I just don't have high expectations for Kuchar this week because I think, uh, how old is he, 45? Yes. He looks like he's about 55 or 60. Uh, I've don't think he's going to be able to bounce back strong this week after playing a lot of golf in Austin. And hopefully he tipped his caddy very well off that third place finish in Austin last week. All right, pick the place. Number three, Ricky Fowler. Uh, Top 20 plus 275. Top 30 plus 165. Top 40 plus 110. These are DraftKings sportsbook prices. What are you going to do, if anything, with Ricky Fowler this week? He's got to win to get in the Masters field. He's yeah. not going to win this weekend. Yeah, one uh, finish here. He only played in 2019. He finished a respectable 17th. But what Jeff said in the last segment is true. If he's losing strokes putting, which he has done, as he said, seven of eight tournaments, if he's not putting well, that's the club that carries Ricky Fowler. And if that's not firing, I just can't go anywhere near him. Plus 275, top 20. I mean, he's got to be playing with some desperation. This week. Yeah, I could see it. I think he probably makes a cut. I'll go top 30 at 164. All right, that's Wes Reynolds. Uh, this is Long Shots. And uh, thanks to Indy Jeff Seeley. 
for joining us in the member guest segment uh, at the top of the show with his top plays for the Texas Open uh, this week. Wes, when we come back, we're going to take a look at Augusta and the Masters and tell you one player you might want to avoid. Welcome back to Long Shots on VSIN, the world's number one rated golf betting show. One week away from Augusta and the Masters. And Dustin Johnson just won this event in November. Uh, it's great to have two Masters in a span of, uh, mm -hmm. what, six months, Wes. It's, it's, yes. uh, it's great to see this as we uh, go back to Augusta, Georgia, and uh, talk about a player you might want to avoid. And I know this is one of your favorite players, John Rahm. And I... I, th I think you're probably still going to have money on him because you just can't help yourself. And John Rahm's odds are going to drift up a little bit but the more people see this quote. He's talking about the possibility of uh, a timetable of his child being born during the first <coughs> week of the Masters. First couple days, anyway. The quote from John Rahm, I'm not going to disclose too much. All I can say is if anybody's thinking of betting on me on the Masters, maybe think about it twice because there's a chance I have to just turn around and leave that week because the child is expected to be born that week. Is that going to deter you from betting on John Rahm? He's going to be distracted. Even uh, He's not going to be fully focused because of what's going on here with his family situation anyway. But the flip side of that would be, hey, maybe the odds drift up to a point where Wes Reynolds just can't resist and he's got to bet John Rahm. Well, it hasn't so far. 12 to 1, it has not drifted up en en enough for me. I would need like high teens or about 20. But the one thing about Rom too, is like, let's say he's got a two-shot lead at Amen Corner on Sunday. He running back home? That's, I think, a very interesting on, question. On Sunday, he's not. But if this happens on Thursday, Friday, right. early Saturday, right. yeah, I mean – I think, and also it's going to depend on where he is in the mm -hmm. tournament, right? And keep in mind, and this is an important point for betters, especially maybe newer betters, is that if he does tee off and doesn't finish the tournament, you obviously do not get a refund. You will get a refund if he's a withdrawal before the tournament. Now, they're not going to have alternates for this event because it's invitation only, so nobody will replace him in the field. But usually how that works is if you have a future that is withdrawn before the tournament, mm -hmm. what happens is you do not get the refund back until the tournament has concluded because the money is already in the pool and that changes the odds and whatnot. So usually when the tournament is concluded, you will be able to get your money back, but you don't get it back right away, but check your house rules. Well, also check various sports books because mm -hmm. if you're going to play the Masters, you're going to find different odds mm -hmm. in almost every book. And you're talking about 12 to 1 here on John Rahm. We're looking at what, what book was that? The Westgate we were referencing right yeah, there? Yeah, I believe graphic? so, yes. I just looked at Circus Sports, John Rahm plus 15.50. So, so 15, they have already priced the drift in at least a little bit. Yeah, down you're there. almost up to 16 to, one, 16 to 1 at Circus Sports on John Rahm. And 
I think if this quote makes its way around and this story gets a little bit more publicity, mm-hmm. you're going to see John Rahm drift a little bit. But higher. there is going to be a point. I know it's kind of like maybe stay away or do not or and do nothing, but there could be a point where you do got to take a price. We both did that with Justin Thomas. Now, sure. granted, he wasn't a threat to withdraw from the tournament at the Players Championship, but once he got above twenty to one and at twenty two to one, sometimes there are guys you just got to take on principle with prices. I had that with DJ last year at the Travelers, and that's kind of what I'm looking at with Rory McIlroy. Now, Rory McIlroy is a guy that never drifts, unfortunately, because you're right in your criticism that, hey, he doesn't win enough for his prices, but he never seems to drift in the market. I'm seeing basically 14 to 1 in terms of a global exchange. I would need about 20 to get on board with Rory. Circus got 16 to 1 on Rory. Uh, The favorite DJ at single digits, Mm -hmm. plus 850 or so. And then you have Bryson DeChambeau, uh, Justin Thomas right there. You and I cast on him at the Players' Championship at 22 to 1. He's at about 12 to 1 at Augusta. Then you have Rory and Rahm. And then uh, one guy who's faded out of the picture is Brooks Kepka because of an injury, right? Yeah, and there's rumors that he's going to be out for multiple yeah. months. That uh, Brad Faxon talked about that on PGA Tour Radio last week. So who knows? It hasn't been made official, but I don't expect to see him next week. Masters look ahead continues here on Long Shots. Uh, let's look at Brady's additions for this week uh, for, on the futures board for uh, Brady Cannon. Wes, you've got some additions. I do as well. I've got, I believe, six players bet on the Masters futures, and I was, I was buying some players at odds that I, I felt like were um, the best I was going to find in the market before Augusta this week. Brady Cannon's Masters plays, he's got a good number on Justin Thomas. He's got 15 to one on JT. He's got Patrick Cantlay at 30 to one. Louis Oosthuizen, 75 to one. He's got Matt Fitzpatrick at 100. Francesco Malinari at 125 and Jason Kokrak at 170. Those are Brady Cannon's Masters plays as of now. We'll see if he adds anything when he comes back from vacation next week. Wes, what do you have right now on Masters futures? Yeah, and Cantlay would be a guy of that list I thought about adding and maybe Matt Fitzpatrick. I did not get a lot of good positions, at least early on. I was kind of waiting a little bit. I just didn't know where the market was going to be and who was going to withdraw and who was going to be in the field and whatnot. So I did get a little bit of a late start, but I'd rather get a winning number that's a bad number than get a lot of CLV and then have it miss the cut or something so Tony Finau 32 to 1 and I think that that's about the consensus somewhere 30 33 35 for Finau depending on your store Cameron Smith that was very late to the party 50 to 1 the mullet man he was the guy I had last year 125 to 1 Four rounds in the 60s and still lost the Masters by five, which is just absolutely absurd. That shows you how good Dustin Johnson was. Soon JM at 50 to 1. I liked what he showed last year because this is a guy that had not played Augusta National last year and then all of a sudden finishes second. He's kind of snuck up there and finished second. Usually a very good Florida player. Didn't win in Florida this year on the Florida swing, but I think there's some carryover. Usually guys that play well during that can carry it over to Augusta National. And then Adam Scott, former winner here, has drifted way up. Just hasn't played a lot, but that's what Adam Scott is doing. He is trying to limit his schedule and really focus on just a few events a year, and I think he will do that here. All right, let's look at my master's plays. And you and I have a common one there, and uh, actually we've got three common plays. (laughs) Uh, you've only got four, and three of them I have as well. 
Uh, I've got Adam Scott at 82 to 1. Uh, at the top, you know I'm going to play Xander Shoffley, even though he's not in good form. You can't quit him. Yeah, I know. Xander Shoffley at 22 to 1. Hopefully he gets his act together very quickly. Patrick Cantlay, 30 to 1. I got a common play with uh, Brady Cannon. I'm not a big Cantlay fan. I think he's got the body language of a loser, but he's got a game that could uh, could turn him into a. And I don't know why he never plays in Florida either. Right. He withdrew from an event earlier this year. It's like you got to be a year-round player. Also on the futures board here, Tony Finau, thirty-five to one, common play with you. We just had to do it, right? Yes. Can't resist. Cameron Smith, I got it seventy to one, and I said, "What the heck?" Bubba Watson, seventy-seven to one. Bubba's won here a couple times, and I bet him both times he won here. Wes played very solid in the match play last week as well. All right, that's Wes Reynolds. Uh, this is Long Shots on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We come back, we'll take a look at our best bets for the Texas Open. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Every Which Way But Loose edition of uh, Long Shots. I'm Philo Betterland. and that's Clyde to my right. Uh, Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds here from the South Point Sportsbook. Brady Cannon on vacation. He's got to get rested up and ready for the Masters next week. He does. Got to get ready for all of his bets and the show and the various drafts that we enter in that's terms right. of contests where we ended up being the co-champions with a couple of our friends in town. We're going to have a gambling draft for the Masters next week. You think Kelly Bidlin, the producer of uh, Primetime Action, is going to be in that? He I believe in- Bidlin's a go. He's a gamer. Well, he didn't do any homework this week for the Texas Open. I think he'll do it for the Masters. You did your homework for everything this week, Wes, as you always do, including uh, the other tournaments going on aside from the Texas Open. Give us a rundown of what else is going on in the world of golf and the world of Wes with your best bets. We do have, and I'll get to this really quickly, we do have our first LPGA major of the year. That would be the ANA Inspiration, formerly known as the the Nabisco Dinosaur, after the entertainer Dinosaur, who founded this event in 1972. Now, All Nippon Airways out of Japan, largest airline in that nation, now sponsors this event. So it's in Mission Hills Country Club in Rancho Mirage, California, about a 90-minute drive east of Los Angeles, par 72, 6,780 yards, really kind of a ball striker course, second shot course. Don't necessarily have to be a bomber here. Got to hit the fairways because the rough is fairly thick. Big and fast greens here, really, for the Dinosaur. Usually you see the scoring kind of in the low to to mid-teens here if you look at recent winners. Actually had a big long shot, Miram Lee. Won this event last fall at 600 to one over Nelly Corder and Brooke Henderson, two of the top 10 players in the world. But you've also had chalk win here like Lydia Ko in 2016, Jin Young Ko in 2019. So kind of looking at the top of the field, the favorite is actually going to be NB Park at eight to one, who won this in 2013. And also won last weekend at the Kia Classic. Jin Young Ko, the world number one, right behind at 10 to one. Nelly Corder, 11 to one. Also, Lexi Thompson, 12 to 1. Then you've got some Huju Kim, Danielle Kang, 16 to 1. But I'll start off where I went for the ANA inspiration, and that was with Lexi Thompson at 12 to 1. She is a former champion here. And if you look at her form, she really is kind of a, a, the horse for course, if you will. Fourth in 2020, third in 2019, second in 17, fifth in 16. 7th in 2015, and then, of course, the winner in 2014. That second-place finish uh, in 2017, she did lose in a playoff. So she has always been really good here. She's got two second-place finishes already on tour. They've only had four events. So I like Lexi Thompson. Brooke Henderson was the runner-up here last year, one of the two bridesmaids, along with Nellie Corda, who's one of the favorites to win this, the highest-ranked American player in the world, by the way. So I went back to the Canadian, Brooke Henderson, 20-1. to Charlie Hull, 55-1. to She is a British player. Missed last year due to COVID-19, but had three top sevens in her last six times here. Really kind of a ball striker, not a big hitter, but she really loves this course. And then Jennifer Cupcho, 66 to 1, former number one world amateur. She's been top 10 in greens and regulation six of her last eight events. You got to hit some greens here. That's a pretty important statistic if you're going to evaluate this. I think on a ball striker's course like this, she will fare very well at the former Dinah Shore. 
I, I like to look at uh, Danielle Kang. She's been uh, a hot player this year on the women's tour. She's a former Stanford player who lives in Las Vegas and plays out in Summerlin. And also, I bet Minji Lee in the past. I've not mm-hmm. been any... Not about any women's tournaments yet uh, this season. Have yeah, you, I've I, just been mainly doing majors. Have you had a winner yet on the on the women's golf? Side? This is the first tournament I've actually bet because we have so many with European and PGA Tour and then alternate events. So pretty much on this program and in Point Spread Weekly, I will do majors for the LPGA and also PGA Tour champions. All right, you've had four futures wins. In 2021, and uh, where of those, which tournaments have you cashed? Two in Europe, that would be, or actually in the Middle East, European Tour, Dubai Desert Classic, Cutter Masters, also the Puerto Rico Open, and then finally got one stateside with the Players' Championship. So good to be winning on all continents and in all hemispheres, finally. So hopefully you get another one this week. It's Wes's World. You went all around the world. World Wide West, right? Yep, you and I both had a uh, winner (laughs) And the Players' Championship with uh, Justin Thomas. Um, Are you thinking about playing JT in the Masters? I I just don't think the odds value is there, and he doesn't really have a great track record at Augusta. Look, and he's improved his form every single year. So it's like the finish is improved. So it's like, okay, eventually he's going to win. But everybody else knows that. So now all of a sudden the line value is absolutely gone. I usually don't like to take guys below 16 to 1. That doesn't mean I won't. But at the Masters, you've kind of seen over recent years, you haven't seen a lot of guys, with the exception of DJ last year, win below that price point. All right, let's look at the Texas Open again. And uh, was there anything else you wanted to mention in the golf world before we get to, to back to no, the No, that was Open? it. No European event this week, no Champions Tour, so just the ANA Inspiration just outside of L.A. And then, of course, where we're going in San Antonio, the Valero. Okay, let's get to it. And uh, like I said, the PGA Tour goes uh, down I-35 from Austin to San Antonio this week for the Texas Open. How many Texan players um, are you looking at in the field this week? Guys who grew up in Texas, have a history of uh, playing well in the state of Texas. Are any of those guys make your short list this week? Well, I did play one, and that was Doug Gim, who played at the University of Texas at mm-hmm. 82-1. to And... Look, maybe he's going to be fired up by how his mates did last week at the Dell match play in Austin. Three of them making the round of 16, one going all the way to the final. Gim had a 78. He was actually on the leaderboard. He's actually paired with Justin Thomas in the final round of the Players' Championship. Shot 78 on Sunday, finished T29. Ball striking's been good. Top 20 in approach and T to green this week. And I just think he had some pain there. And sometimes you need some pain. You need some battle scars. I think he'll rebound this week and play very well. Cam Tringali actually went with both the Camerons this week, Tringali and Davis. Tringali, 35-1. to One of the only three players in this field that has played this event each of the last 10 years, Charlie Hoffman and Jimmy Walker being the other. Hoffman and Walker, though, both have victories. Maybe this will be Tringali's turn. Top 10 this week in the field in terms of ball striking and strokes gained off the tee. Cam Davis, 40-1. to and that was head. You could have got a better number, and there's actually 44 to 1 is the best I found, but he was in the 50s. But a lot of people tipped him this week. Hasn't had a good finish really since the third at the American Express, but there is a link between the American Express and success here. Andrew Landry won at both venues. Cam Davis and stats, top five in approach, off the tee, ball striking, birdie opportunities gain. Jeff mentioned a couple guys I'm on from earlier Sam Burns, 50 to 1. 
and also Harry Higgs at 85 to one. Then I'll wrap up here. Lanto Griffin, mm-hmm. 52 to one. One in Texas a couple years ago at the Houston Open. And then Graham McDowell, 150 to one, taking a chance on that Norman link at the Mayakoba Classic where Graham McDowell won a couple years ago. Our guest on today's show, uh, Indy Jeff Seeley. How many plays did uh, you guys match up on there? We matched up on Harry Higgs. And I think we also matched up on Sam Burns, but that was about it because I didn't go in the teens or in the 20s. I started here at 35 with Cam Galley. All right, Brady Cannon's best bets, and he and I match up on one here. Abraham Answer, he uh, played he played okay last week in the match play in Austin. Should have advanced. He's a very good ball striker, and uh, he's a guy who was born in Texas. Also, I think he should be comfortable on this course in San Antonio. He finished 22nd couple weeks ago in the TPC, and uh, answers one of those guys, I think, should find the win column occasionally. He just doesn't get there, mm-hmm. but he's a very talented player, kind of like Joaquin Neiman, who's a lot younger, but uh, I think answer has got a shot this weekend. 22-1, to 1, I thought he was worth a play, and so did Brady Cannon, obviously. So Brady has got answer at 22-1. to 1. He's got Ryan Palmer. At 25 to 1, Lanto Griffin at 44, and Martin Laird at 100 to 1. How do you feel about Brady's plays? Well, I'm on one of them, that being Lanto Griffin. And uh, Marty Party is very good in terms of greens and regulation, strokes gained approach. So all of those make sense. Ryan Palmer, of course, a Texas boy from Texas A&M. So there's a link there. Now, I wonder if he's going to carry over that disappointment because he almost had John Rahm beat in that match play on Friday and kind of let it go. So I wonder if there's a hangover here. All right, my plays for uh, the Texas Open this week. I just talked about Abraham Answer at uh, 20 two to one so we will uh, play him as well as Jordan Spieth this week I, I don't know if I should do this uh, Wes but I think Spieth he's been in a groove the past two months he's been on the brink of uh, finding the win column I think he's close he's another former Texas Longhorn who should know this course well uh, Spieth has played well in San Antonio in the past he finished second here in 2015 and I don't think he's looking ahead to anything like uh, Jeff Seeley said when you haven't won in a couple of years, mm-hmm. you're not looking ahead to Augusta as much as you just want to win. And uh, that's why Spieth, even though the odds value is not great, I didn't find a lot I liked in this tournament, uh, but I'll play Spieth. Well, this could be the win- week where he right. wins because everybody's been waiting for that big price. So like, oh, I got to get that price early on the Masters or mm-hmm. somewhere down the line, and maybe this is where he breaks through. I got the sense that could happen. Anyway, that's why I played Spieth at 12-1, to answered 20-1, to Charlie Hoffman at 31. Hoffman won this event in 2016. It's kind of weird you look at it. He is he has been dominant at this event in a way um, that you wouldn't expect. Two seconds, a third place finish, eight top 15s and 10 starts. Char- Charlie Hoffman at 30 to one. Uh, played him and Zach Johnson at 52 to one. Uh, Zach Johnson actually uh, fifth in San Antonio three years ago at the Honda Classic at PGA National. He was a top 10 a couple weeks ago. And like you said, you don't have to be a long hitter to compete on this course, even though the yardage is long, right? Yeah, not at all. Zach Johnson, by the way, two top sixes, I believe, in the last five appearances here at Valero. How about matchup plays? Did you have a couple this week? Yeah, I did, and uh, just uh, kind of looking for those going forward. Uh, Lanto Griffin over Keegan Bradley. I did take Camtron Galley over Ryan Palmer, maybe a hangover from last week. And then Doug Gim minus 125 over Matt Wallace. All right, Wes, 
Are you fired up about the Augusta National and the Masters, the I first am. major of the year, one week away? I am. I'm absolutely fired up. And uh, we'll have a preview and point spread weekly of every single player in the field. Wes Reynolds is working on a profile of every player in the Masters field for Vsin's Digital Magazine next week. Brady Cannon will return to long shots. Thanks to Indy Jeff Seeley for being the guest on today's show. The number one rated golf betting show in the world. This is VSIN, the Esports Betting Network. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.